Welcome to podcast 223 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Dave, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Joe, Dupe, and Mad. Welcome, gents. Good evening. That's not his name. Yeah. Respect, respect medals. Medals. That's all mad. That's all medals on the script. I don't think I could disrespect you with that. But bring back. No one has got this. I was going to say he's disrespected <laughs> himself with that moustache. Yeah. That moustache is serious. Respect the Movember, it's though. It's a podcast moustache. Yeah, where can we donate? Because I feel like I should donate after the bullying I've given you. I, I don't, don't care, Matt. Carry on. You don't follow me on Twitter. <laughs> no, I don't. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if I was well, behind you, that'd be like I'd be riding a racer. You know what that? Serious handlebars, that is. Yeah. I'm, glad, oh, okay. I'm very glad he's not behind me now. <laughs> you wouldn't feel it you wouldn't feel it <laughs> is, there, is there a list can we start a waiting list because I feel like I'm happy to be behind you as well Matt over to Ireland lads this Brexit. week we're going to be catching up on a couple of the save updates we've got the goat challenge save update uh, we're going to be taking a trip to the north east and then we'll have a chat about morale in football manager but Matt because we haven't spoke to you or heard from you for a while can you give us an update on how it's going on your football manager save and remind people uh, what what you're up to this year so far? Yes, indeed. Um, ooh, where would we start with this? Um, the beginning. It's it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's going okay, Dave. Um, so yeah, for those that don't know, I'm doing a save. We're calling it Northern Boys. So it's basically uh, in a world where there's been no Saudi takeover at Newcastle, we've taken over, um, kind of picking up pre-takeover, I guess. So we've set the reputation back to what it was, um, set the budget to zero, and ultimately we're going to try and convert Newcastle to a northeast only, like a Basque-style policy, I guess, um, in within five seasons. So we've got four seasons to really crack it through. Um, it's going okay, I guess. Um, obviously, yeah, as I said, no money. So we sold a couple Wait of players. Wait to sell it. <laughs> yeah. It's going okay, no, it's, I guess. It's, it's going okay. I mean, it's a poor, like, it's a really, really poor team. Whatever about IRL, it's equally poor in FM terms now. Like, I, like in the first 10, 15 games, we managed to pick up wins against Man City and Arsenal. And you're thinking, wow. you know, this is great. Um, the problem is we didn't beat anybody else <laughs> in those 15 games. Um, so it's been a bit of a struggle in that sense. Um, and obviously, we're kind of trying to slowly kick off the the, the northeast domestic transfer policy. Um, so the the big the big deadline day signing was Dale Fry from Middlesbrough, who's actually pretty good. Yes. Um, he's he's like he's six foot four. He's got un- very good jumping reach um, and heading. So he's actually popped up with a few goals. Um, and Callum, like to be fair, Callum Wilson was the one that's been banging it first. He he scored something like eleven goals um, by the time we hit Christmas, which is pretty decent. And we were kind of hanging around 13th. Um, and the problem is, I guess, we went to New Year's Day. I can't remember who we played New Year's Day. And Callum Wilson's broken his leg. Um, oh. So he's gone for the rest of the season. And bearing in mind we've not really signed anyone, we're now falling back to Dwight Gale, Joe Linton, and our um, free transfer signing in the summer, Andy Carroll. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's not going to be very good, I think, from here. However well we've done, uh, I suppose, thank God, we've got points on the board because we might kind of struggle from here. But it's a long-term thing. It's a, it's a long enough project. We're just hitting into February now, so I'm kind of looking forward to the youth intake. But part of the um, part of the idea of the save is to kind of raise the profile of Northeast football, in particular, like youth development, not only at Newcastle, but in all the other clubs. So we kind of picked out about 20-odd clubs. So you're talking the likes of Gateshead, um, Spennymoor, South Shields, a few of these um, lower league clubs, Hartlepool, Darlington are in there. So we're basically, whatever money we have, I guess, that we don't spend, um, the idea is to kind of pump it into those clubs so that those clubs will almost raise the profile a bit. So um, we did the usual thing. Well, it's it's the opposite of what you normally do. Set up a load of friendlies against a lot of these weaker teams. Um, but it was so they could have the cash. Um, so the income that they were getting, again, just to, just to kind of slowly boost up those clubs. And then once I go through the youth intake, I'm hoping that there'll be a couple of players banging around that I can actually spend some money on into those clubs. So actually buy some players. The The minimum requirement kind of rule I put in is that we spend two million a year on other clubs, basically. Um, but then every player we buy uh, has to be basically northeast born, with the exception of two loans per year for the first four seasons. Um, and as of today, we just signed... Uh, a player on loan to replace, like ultimately we're screwed without Wilson. So I've just signed a guy on loan called Antonio Sanabria. I don't know if any of you lads have heard of him. He's at Torino. He's yeah. previously, um, I think he was at uh, Barcelona in his youth and then he was at Roma and Betis. 
So I'm hoping, I mean, he, he was kind of the best we could get. So I'm hoping he'll just step in for a few months to fill in for Callum Wilson because we're in big trouble without Callum Wilson. So um, that's that's kind of it. Like overall, it's going really well. I mean, it's going to be a slow burner in terms of getting going. Like we could get relegated before this, uh, even, you know, before um, before the save kind of gets going in terms of the project. Uh, fingers crossed we can keep the job, of course. So the ultimate goal now is just to avoid relegation, get into the summer and then start targeting a few of those kind of Northeast players. The more well-known ones would be Adam Armstrong, um, Jordan Pickford would be there. Um, obviously Henderson, but he'd be a little bit out of range. And then, then the 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 holy grail of signings would be Giovanni Reina because he was born in Sunderland. But I think we're a couple of seasons before we'll attract him. You say, uh, kind of these players you've you've listed there. How are you? How are you finding finding them? Because obviously, are you finding that you're doing a lot of offline research to see who was born in that area, then finding them on FM? Or have you got a way of finding them in FM? Yeah, the, the good thing about FM is um, there is a filter on for place of birth. Um, so I've, uh, the offline research was, was spent, a lot of it was before FM came out, I guess, um, increasing my own knowledge and uh, geographical insight about how the Northeast works, considering I'm from Ireland. Um, but a couple of tips and advice from different people out there in the community, which is great. So I ended up then um, creating a filter uh, in the player search. So you can put in place of birth. I've got about, I want to say I've got about 60 or 70 places in there. Um, so obviously you've got your Newcastle, your Sunderlands, your Middlesbrough. Um, and I managed, I got hold of a list kind of of all the big towns by population, sorted by that and just kind of typed them all in. So it gives me a playing pool um, of about 850 players, about 800 of whom are going to be of no interest to us. Um, but obviously we'll be hoping to kind of push some development as we go along as well in terms of new gens and youth intakes. Again, not only at Newcastle, but in some of the other places as well. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I've seen. I don't know about Joe and Duke, but I've seen Newcastle as a whole, even with the money, after three seasons, have been relegated twice on my save. Um, with, that's with the with the cash. So I, that's I, with the cash. Yeah. yeah. So they went so. down. So, so good. First season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Rogers got the job quite early on. He got sacked halfway through the first season. They got uh, Jardim in, um, and he went down with them and then got them back up. Um, and in the third season, he got sacked. I think they brought Daniel Farker in and they finished bottom again, despite spending about 70 million on Maxi Gomez up front. So, uh, but saying that, I have seen them do quite well on some saves as well. I don't know how they've been getting on on your, your saves, Joe and Do, but They got 10 hog on mine. They kind of, he's just mid, mid-table. Mm. Yeah, screwed on mine. So uh, I look forward to t- you telling us about your new save next week, man. <laughs> yeah. um, you didn't mention the Holy Grail as well. Show, you said about um, Rainer, uh, yes. but you didn't say about Shola Shortire Shola Shortire is going to be my Everest I think because um, I, he, so he's at Man United he's 17 um, I think he's Dupe he's um, played for United I think IRL no has he made his debut I he think scored he against Wolves last season yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Wolves. and his name is Shola which you know he's named after it one of the biggest legends of footballing history. Um, so yeah, look, I, they have no interest in loaning him to me whatsoever. I've been trying several times throughout this season. Um, so I'm keeping an eye on his contract. He's got about two years on his contract. Would love to see him not sign a new one. Chances are though. Um, so yeah, he's he's definitely one of the long-term, long-term goals. But money-wise, like they want a hell of a lot of money. Now the thing is, I guess, with this save, I obviously have to sell players, right? So um, we've just sold Ryan Fraser there. We managed to get 12 million for him. The board refused to let me sell him for anything below 12 million. It took until March then to get a deal over the line because they kept turning everything down. They kept stopping everything. Um, so we can, we can probably build up some decent cash um, by selling players. But the thing is, you know, we're limited in what we can bring in to replace them. Um, but I, I'm hoping that, you know, there'll be a point when it's actually not really money. That's the problem. It's just a case of trying to attract the players, I guess. Um, but again, that's all based on the assumption that we actually survive and hang on to the job. Um, I have reset, like I, I changed the reputation um, in the editor before we kicked off to match FM21. So I'm, um, the, when you start the game, the expectation of the board is just survive relegation. So I'm kind of hoping that will kind of keep me in the job because it's not, it wouldn't be the same expectations probably that the club has when you start up the kind of save with the, the takeover money. He hopes. Two things then, Matt. Two things. Uh, one, it wasn't Shortire that scored against Wolves. Um, I think it was Alanya, a, a actually, the Swedish geezer. Ah, okay. header. Um, 
Ironically, though, he did make his real debut against Newcastle United in the 88th minute. He didn't. Uh, in a 3-1 win over them, yeah. Um, just so you say. Uh, po- poetic. So that was that. Secondly, what are you going to do if there's a takeover? So the I've actually ticked the box in the editor that stops the takeover happening. So basically, so what I did oh, was I didn't I, know that was a thing. Yeah, you can do that. So I've kicked um I kicked Mike Ashley out because that had to be done, and I put in a kind of a new fictional chairman who's basically the guy that's saying, look, after five seasons we want to be northeast only Basque style fucking club. Um, and yeah, you're able to put it in so that there's no more takeovers because obviously that would throw a complete spanner in the works. The problem is the guy I put in, we've called him Joe Ordiman, so it's Jordiman. Why I man? Um, the problem is I don't think he's, I think he's a bit of a prick <laughs> because he's he's not really um, the most flexible. Like I, as I said, he's blocked a couple of um, transfer bids when I've tried to let a few players go. He's kind of like, no, we're not selling them for any less than this. Um, so I think he's a bit of a chief. Um, we're gonna have to keep an eye on things there. So uh, it all to be honest, it'll all depend. If you know, I'm really worried now because obviously Callum Wilson was the goals Callum Wilson was scoring is what's keeping us going right. Um, Without them, I'm a bit concerned. If we end up in and around the relegation zone, it would be an awful shame to lose the job after all of this. Um, so yeah, let's talk next week and see what happens. Have you have you got all those other teams as affiliated clubs, or are you just doing off? I'm going to try and do, I haven't put them in. I'm going to try and do it organically or or kind of you know naturally in the game. I managed to get one with Blythe Blythe as a Blythe Spartans. They're Tony mm-hmm. Je- Tony Jameson's boys. Um, so I've got that affiliation in place, and I've moved about six players over to them. Um, again, they're like you know hoping that we can we can boost that as them as a club, raise their reputation. Um, I kind of took snapshots of how those clubs are at the start to see if I can push them either up the leagues or, or move up their status. You know, I've taken kind of a taken, I've documented like what their youth level is, what their youth recruitment and all that kind of stuff. Um, but again, that's a bit more of a longer term thing, assuming it can be done to try and boost it, right? Um, by investing mm. kind of cash into those, into those clubs, into the, into the region. Now, I, a, I think it's good. I think there's a, a, a lot going on to keep you occupied and keep you busy in the save. Obviously, you've got your main focus in Newcastle, but then you've got all these sort of side quests yeah. or side projects where, you know, you want to be helping other teams out. So I guess hence I think that's what, why like it, there's, a, there's so much there. Like, there's a lot, I wouldn't call it admin, mm. right? But there's a lot to be doing in the background of things that will all contribute towards this big goal, I guess. But that's probably the reason why we're still only in February. Um, and <laughs> FM has been out for how long? A um, couple of weeks now. So, um, But as I said, like it is, yeah, it's a slow burner. I'm a slow player of FM. My saves are usually kind of long, fairly long and, and that. Um, well, it gives you it gives you a purpose to invest or at least look at the, the 23s and the 18s as well because you want to strengthen that to, you know, to, to loan out or sell to these other sides as well. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how you progress with it, man. I'm looking forward to it. Just hoping that we can continue to talk about it, that there's something to speak <laughs> about in the next few parts. Eh? I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and do we'll move on to you now. The GOAT Challenger has moved on quite a lot since we last spoke. Um, how are you getting on with that? Yeah, I've been, I've been, like, I was listening to Mad, but I was just trying to work out when we last updated you and where we were. I'm going to assume that we've just moved. Let me just quickly wrap it up. We started in China, didn't do very well. The club went bankrupt. We moved from there, went to India. In India, we won the league and the the cup. We then left because they wouldn't give us any more coaching badges. And then we managed after six months to get a job in the Chinese Super League. We took over there. We managed to bring some <laughs> tremendous talent in. Uh, players like Brenner, um, Hindman, um, Dong Dehee. I think that's kind of where we got to last week. Yeah. Or um, week before couple of games in when we last spoke we actually went the whole league season unbeaten 34 games 31 wins three draws 109 goals scored mostly by by Brenner because he's an absolute machine um finished on 96 points miles ahead of the uh the, the, the kind of the pack um and we actually didn't lose in the cup well let me rephrase that we didn't lose a single game in the cup until the very last game so we could have gone the whole calendar year without losing a game but we played Shanghai which is Oscar's team the team that Oscar plays for um, we drew three all with them in the first leg of the final and then we lost 3-2 after being down a man from the like the 11th minute or whatever it was uh, it was quite painful to do um, and now we've just started the next season in the Super League currently we are not studying for a badge 
believe we are currently on the Continental B. That's it. And they're not letting us study for a new one. So this might be our last season here. We are in the Champions League. Hopefully going to take that Champions League title. But we've got a long way to go. Yeah, we have just qualified from our group. Again, we lost one game this year, which is in the Super Cup against Shanghai. I don't know what it is. But I beat them in the league, and then when we come to cup games, I'm just awful against them. Yeah. Um, and then that's it, kind of the Champions League and um, the league. We, we're still unbeaten. We've got one more game in there, and uh, and then we'll start the knockouts. Uh, but we brought some more interesting players in. So midway through the season, we brought Julian Brandt in from Borussia Dortmund. So the Chinese season goes January to December. So kind of mid-season transfer window opens in June, and everyone's contracts are kind of... European contracts or whatnot are kind of stopped then, you see. So it's quite easy to pick up players. And we managed to pick up Julian Brandt for 29 grand a week on a free. Now that's quite oh. a steal. Like he's 28, technically incredible, mentally incredible, physically not so great. But, you know, he still did bits for us. Like he, he played 19 games, nine goals, eight assists. Like he did enough, but PSV came in for 9.5 million. And in China, where like there are rich clubs, we're not the richest of clubs, but we're not we're not the, the poorest. But it's a it's an offer I can't refuse. So we kind of let him go. Uh, unfortunately, we brought in uh, a chap who I think we mentioned last week, last time. He's six foot six, Chinese lad, plays centre back. He's got great jumping reach and pretty average heading that we're trying to work on. But he's gone on a two year loan to to the Chinese army, basically. Uh, which I didn't know was a thing. He's had, he's been called up for national service. Um, is that in the game? He's now on, it's in the game. Yeah, he's now on, he's, a, he's a new gen. So like, I guess they can kind How of do for that. Two years. Two years. Yeah. Oh shit. He's uh, he's he's gone for for a wee while. Um, uh, do you have to pay him? The worst. <laughs> yep. I've, I've still got to pay for his wages. Um, and like. The thing is, is I, it's something that's brought up that I kind of want to talk about, like whether it's a thing or not. But surely if he's going to the army, to their like national service team, then they'll be doing a lot of army training. Does his physicals get better? Because that's all he's going to train. <laughs> I know that's probably looking into it a little bit too deep, but like the guy's it just going to be, be running laps and doing marching. Like surely like keep, his coordination is going to go up. Keep an eye on his long shots too. Yeah, I was going to say, his, his, shooting's, his shooting's not much better yet, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's a bit of a shame. So I thought, first and foremost, we need to bring in a decent defender. We brought Joe Roden in from Tottenham. Uh, I paid two million for him. Uh, instantly came in uh, and is just amazing. Like, at this level, he is like, I think he's rated the best player in the league. He's on 32 grand a week. He's valued at 20 to 22 million. And he's just a beast. Like, he is so good. I'm expecting to see big things from him. Um, we brought in another defender called Shan Li, who is a Chinese chap, and he's six foot five, 18 yes. determination, 19. He's he's going to be awesome as well. Um, so I think kind of when we sell Joe for, for a profit, because that's what we're going to do, we'll be able to have the lad back from, from national service and him and Shan Li in the middle should be fire. Um, and yeah, we bought another kind of Brazilian um, striker, and he's 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 not played much because I can't split up Brenner and Dong Dehi. Because Dong Dehi is just immense as per normal, and 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 Brenner is just insane. At the moment, he's on fourteen goals in twelve games. Um, last year, he he got a crazy amount of forty three goals in thirty seven games. So. Yeah, we're having fun. We're having fun in China. I'm actually enjoying it a hell of a lot more than I thought I would. I thought it would be very difficult, but I am very much building a bit of a bond with these lot. Um, and fingers crossed, we can take that Champions League title and move on to the next level. Would it be hard to keep Brenner now? Uh, surely he's starting to get some attention now. Brenner didn't get a single sniff. But the, the thing is, he's like... In December, like he's not, he wasn't all the way through the season. So it's halfway through the season when Europe's transfer window opens. All right. I was expecting, yes, I was expecting his, him to get snapped up. Um, but like when it's our transfer window, it's it's winter, so nobody really buys in winter. But he's not had a single sniff yet. He's not come and said he wants to play for a bigger club. We're just playing him every single game. He is like happy as Larry. 
Um, his morale, we'll talk about later, but like he is like extremely good, superb. He's he's not concerned. He has no concern whatsoever. Um, I've classed him as a star player. I've given him the contract he wants. We're probably going to look to try and to up that contract because at the moment he's got a minimum release clause in his contract um, of 16 and a half million. I kind of like that gone because, I mean, he's probably valued a little bit lower than that. So in game, he's valued 10 to 12. And I don't know whether that is because of his minimum release clause, but he's wanted by a few... Like next to his name, it says wanted, and he's he's wanted by a few Brazilian clubs, but nothing in 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 Austria in Austria in in Europe. And I think I think that's one way of me being able to keep him. What I have been able to do is our playmaker um, Emerson Heinemann, the American chap, who I've bigged up so much. He is he's he's just immense. He got twenty four assists last year, um, and and four goals in the league. He, he averaged seven point eight one in the league. I managed to get him on a new contract. So now he has, he had like an 11 million pound release clause. He's now got, like he's got no release clause in his contract. Uh, and he's currently valued in game at like 21 million. Like, that's just nuts money. And we, we bought him for five, for 3 million. It's just nuts. I don't understand how we've managed to get some of these players, but it's brilliant. We've got a lad, a Brazilian lad called Zidane on trial with us at the moment. Yes. I don't think we're going to sign him. It's just because his name was Zidane. <laughs> we, uh, last one, we also brought um, Nico Yanaris in, who used to play for Arsenal, or played one game for Arsenal. Yeah, Greek guy. Chinese. Mm. Greek, yeah, but, he, but he's, he classes Chinese on here. Um, he's actually born in England as well, with a Greek name, and he's got a nationality of I Chinese. Mar I think one of his parents is Chinese. Okay. But basically, he's I think I read up on it a, a couple of years ago, he, he took up Chinese citizenship. Uh, but apparently, once you take up Chinese citizenship, you have to get rid of your British passport. Um, and <laughs> so that's, that's why he's got a Chinese name as well in okay. game, I'd assume. So, is he Brentford? I just looked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played for Brentford, yeah. So, his full name is Nicholas Harry Yanatis. And then at the end of it, in, in brackets, it just says Lee Key. Which is why is we tried to cite Lee Key, which is. Is that and a on the back of his shirt, it says it says Lee Key on his back of his shirt, which is why Rob. we tried to sign um, uh, Bum. Yeah, there was, there was Chow Bum, and we tried to sign him as a midfielder, Lee so we'd have Lee Key Bum. I'm a 12 year old; it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, apart from that, we're pretty yeah, we're pretty pretty happy, really. Yeah, that's why because of obviously a lot of the money, like historically in China, like five plus years ago, that they've got a lot of Brazilians now there. So you have got Elkerson, the strikers, class of Chinese. Uh, when I did the Pentagon, he was the best blessed player in the league. I think I ended up signing him. Um, there's, a, there's a few of them now. A few of them, uh, the, a few wingers that you can sign that are Brazilian, but obviously not taking on that Chinese citizenship as well. So, yeah. Go on, Joe, sorry. No, I was going to say, one of, the, one of the best things about, I think, managing, especially so early in this game and in China, is that they've got the money, but possibly still haven't got quite the reputation nowadays anyway to attract the world-class names so you can be signing random players such as joe Roden, and they're still going to do a really good job for you and i think one of the best things is that it is in a normal save you probably wouldn't be going out your way to sign players like that so i think that's what why it makes the game quite fun in that aspect is he going to get yeah. you on his podcast <laughs> joe, joe, joe Roden. Probably and is, mate. And Yenderis um, or whatever Deep said just as well. Who? You said, you said Nico Yenderis, his name, his last name wrong as well. Uh, Leaky Bomb podcast. Imagine my fucking surprise. <laughs> Leaky Bomb Bomb now. Uh, for some reason though, we've dropped down in the um, competition uh, reputation. So, I don't know. I mean, I, when we first joined, we were, we were top. We were number one. And last year we went down to third and then this year we've gone down to fifth. So I don't know whether that's kind of because they've been terrible in the Champions League because um, that's kind of the only thing the league can be really... Who's ahead of them on there? Uh, you've got Korea, number one, Japan. Uh, which are, which is a playable league. Qatar, number two, <laughs> not playable. Japan, number three, not playable. Um, United Arab Emirates, not playable. And then ahead us, of China? And then, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, and then Saudi below us. Wow. Yeah. And obviously, right at the top is North Korea. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're the best not, in the not world. playable. Yeah. <laughs> On the North Korean version of the game, they are. Yeah. Uh, all twenties for their national team. Um, 
Yeah, any any closer? Do you, do you think you're going to win it Champions League this season? Well, if you don't this season, what's a, you staying or? Yeah, we'll stay. Like the uh, us selling Julian Brandt has put the club in in like in good financial stead. Um, we'll we'll probably sell another player this year that's a a, a foreign player because he just turned the money over. We we'll, we will stay as long as I can keep Brenner. The problem I've got is like where do I go? I, I can go to Korea, but I don't really want to build something. It's you're, our first time in the Champions, Champions League. League. You're winning it this week, mate. Twitch.tv forward slash dupe. Yes. Yeah, so you don't even have to do it, do it this week. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Matt did moan me about moan about me plugging, which is ironic because that's what he's out doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's doing on Friday. That's what he'll be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Well, best of luck to uh, you, dupe, and oh, obviously sorry, yeah, <laughs> me. Yeah, cheers. And obviously, yeah, mad as well with his uh, northeast save with uh, with Newcastle. Better off in North Korea than the northeast, I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, you may have heard, especially on this podcast before, we've referenced football manager and and called it morale manager at times, but it's hardly a slight at the game. In fact, it's one of the major influences in making the game as immersive as it can be. And on this week's pod, we're going to be having a chat about some of the ways morale can impact our saves. Obviously, dupe alluded to it uh, a short while ago as well. Um, so let's start with player morale. Uh, we've had smiley faces, arrows um, and the like for years to indicate a player's morale. But what things are we seeing in the game that we as managers can directly impact? Anyone in particular or anything in particular that you guys look look to to immediately amend a player's morale? Praise conduct. Conduct? Conduct. I've never, I don't know what, I don't think I do conduct. Mm. Yeah, it's four, yeah, four more than conduct. I don't know why, actually. Never really thought about it. See, I, 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 don't, do. I often just a, I'm a big praiser of training performance. Really, mm. yeah. I think that's the easiest one because it comes up. You're in Boston, it as well. What's your score level? Uh, like, you I, had a go I, at I me praise, the other day. I praise above nine and above. Nine yeah. and above. Yeah. I don't know if that's harsh, but that's my. I don't know. I got I nine and I mean, above. What about downgrade? If anybody goes in that red box, they get criticised. Ooh. Let me ask you this though: we've we've got no kind of scale of what their rating is on though. Are they have they trained well in a certain sector? Uh, well, you know, I, like, I have looked at this it, before because sometimes, like on an international week, they yeah. someone will train really well, but then they've only been there for like one session. I was going to say, yeah. So it is. It is. I suppose it is. You have to keep an eye. But I just. I like. I like. To, it's it's a reminder for me to just praise. And like you know, give them some a bit of morale boosting. So that's that's what I why I do it frequently. That's what I you say that there on my stream today. Benjamin Sesco just come back from a three to four month injury, and then he come back from the injury, and the next day I had a training, and he was six in the training, and you could actually criticise him for it. I was like, like oh, right, that's probably a little bit harsh to be fair. <laughs> so I suppose yeah, you do have to keep your eye on that sort of thing. The thing is, I've been doing a, a few tests recently because I'm hoping to do a training video over on my YouTube channel um, with the help of others. Uh, but one thing I will say, I, I've i found that even if you do a week's rest, I know this is not a training thing, but this, but even if you do a week's rest, you can still give them, they still, you still get a training school from a whole week's rest. You have slept fucking brilliantly, lad. Yeah, yeah. it's what you eat. I've, I've just looked like, at your iPhone app. You've had a good week's rest. <laughs> yeah. I've been led with your misses. You definitely slept well. Um, it just just it just makes no sense. But yeah, okay, yeah. Praise and training is a great one. And I know you criticised me the other day, Joe, about my school level. Um, but I'm assuming, um, you know, the reason I did that was because you know we're in China. They don't train very well anyway. Um, but yeah, I, and I, I'm a big I'm a big lover of, of conduct, especially if you have nothing you can praise them about. If they're playing shit, if they're training shit, well, you can praise them about conduct. You can just go, look, here you go. You know, I think you've been a good person around the club. Thank you very much. And then you do see a little improvement. And that little improvement could be something that could help further down the line and, and make that go up and up and up. To be, to be fair, the only time that I've really done the conduct one was when I did the Pentagon Challenge. And in the Champions League especially, for every game, I made sure the morale was bang on for, for all matches. And I probably should have done that today on my, on my say saying that. But um, conduct anything to, if they were tra- if their training was sort of mid-level and you couldn't really praise them, but you couldn't downgrade them, conduct was the one just to give them that boost of, uh, boost of morale. But there was one um, as well that I've sort of uh, 
come across a few weeks ago. Obviously, the praising or criticising performance. Um, obviously, if they've had a good game every now and then, if it's a man of the match performance, it'll come up in your inbox anyway. Um, but it's very rare for me that I go out of my way to praise players, especially if it's something that doesn't come up in my inbox. But um, somebody made me aware of this, and I know he listens to the pod, so Moldy, there, there's your shout-out. Um, he said you should criticise or fine your players for poor performances. So he's told me anyone that gets, especially in a loss, anybody that gets a 6.5 rating or lower, um, go on to them, find them half a week's wage, um, find them half a week's wage, and every now and then their determination or work rate will go up one rating if they react to it well. If they react to it, yeah. It's only if they react to it. If they accept it, it does nothing. But if they say that they're going to look to train hard or perform better, then they're... They'll get, a, they'll so get a little attribute increase. That is definitely a thing. If you don't do it already or if you weren't aware of it, because, you know, I'm not expecting... You could get a player that drops 6.5 for, like, free running ga- games running. It's You can't find him for those three weeks and his determination ain't going to go up free ratings because I think you could probably only do it once a month. I don't know the exact figure. And it was half um, but, a week's wages, wasn't it, as well? Yeah, half a week. Don't, yeah, don't half find a week's too wages. much because that, that's a detrimental effect. Yeah, so 6.5 or lower, half a week's wages, and then you can see determination or work rate go up by, by one rating as well. All right, I'm going to blow your minds here, chaps. I am going to give you, this is a surefire way, not sure tire, surefire way <laughs> of getting all greens, perfect morale, and it's simple. Talk Just fucking me. win. Yeah. Like winning games and playing play people is the easiest thing I have found, especially in China, that I have slated these players. I have put put them out for sale. I've broken promises to them, which you shouldn't do if you want to keep players on your side and keep morale up. But because we've won and not lost the game in the league, everyone's happy. You can almost yeah. be that arsehole and nobody really cares. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the things that I I pay a lot of attention to and probably a lot of people probably don't is actually, especially when signing a new player, the actual agreed playing time. Um, when I was a lot younger on FM and just signed players, if I if I wanted to sign somebody who's only going to be a backup, but he wouldn't sign. And I, you know, on FM, you had to put them as a certain squad status to get a certain mm-hmm. wage. It's sort of similar now, but it's worked slightly, slightly different. If I wanted to sign a backup player, I'd say, oh, I can't afford your wage. I'm just going to put you as a key player. And obviously that was just going to upset him. So I'm a lot stricter on it now. If I'm going to sign a backup player, but he wants to be an important player or whatever, I'll just pull out of the deal. Whereas a lot of people in my chat, especially like, oh, just put him as a key player, just sign him. I say like, no, because like you say, you know, long long term, if they're not playing, it's just going to ruin the morale, I think anyway. Off the back of that as well, um, I've got a squad view that basically has like the playing time pathway. And mm-hmm. the, the way that the morale is indicated on that squad view you can actually get to them before they criticise that they're not getting the agreed playing time. So you'll, you'll see it change colour. And basically you can get to them before it happens. So like you could maybe bring them on as a sub or get them, get them playing a little bit more before they go into having that conversation with you where you know they haven't had the agreed playing time, they want to transfer away, or you say, no, you can't have a transfer, you can't have a new contract, and then all the other players start kicking off. So just occasionally looking at that little squad view just gives you that always oh, going to kick off soon to so get in there you know before the before the trouble happens can you download that Joe fivestarpotential.com yes yes everyone should have it downloaded already by now um, <laughs> another place as well that's really useful I, I never really paid attention to this until I kind of spotted it there's a promises tab on the manager profile oh, screen that's what I was going to say yeah. Um, oh sorry yeah, uh, yeah like I, I you, you get news items and, and to your point, Joe, like kind of when the damage is done, because someone will kick off or you might get the odd reminder here and there. Um, but I only really, I, when I started to see some of them, I was like, I don't remember promising this, but was I on the piss again playing FM? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's only when you go in there and you're like, okay, I've got some, I've got quite a few open promises. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at it now, for example, Paul Dummett, Jamal Lascelles, Matt Ritchie and John Joe Shelby have all been promised that we'd play youth players. I don't recall having this discussion with them. It might have been like a team meeting or something or, or something at the beginning. Um, so it's it's just interesting to see it. Obviously, it'll be there if you said you'll sell someone or find a loan for someone as well, as well as the playing time. Poor Landy Carroll wants an increase in playing time, but he might be uh, he might be holding on a while for that. 
Um, but it's it's something that probably people don't really think about because you're like, this isn't real. Um, but it's set up for it to be real, right? It's set up for it to be to have an impact, especially if you've got a lot of broken promises. I think it's going to impact across the board, right? Mm. Yeah, I think one of them again, uh, possibly an an underused one, and I, I'll say it for myself as well. But press conferences, you know, talking in the media about certain situations or players can obviously change morale positively or negatively, depending on what you say. Um, like I've said before, my current save, I just want to get through it, play the games and so on. So I am skipping a lot of press conferences. Um, but I don't know if it's anything that you boys, if you are big press conference uh, attenders, if it's something that you pay particular attention to. But if not, obviously, even with your assistant, um, you know, it, it does come up in the inbox whose morale it does af- does affect as well. Um, and I, f- I used to use that a lot for mind <laughs> games with the other manager. I always used to see see it would if you were a wind up merchant, Dave. That's why. <laughs> uh, it was Mourinho a few years ago. I said it on the pod a couple of years ago. I remember he always used to get better of me, so started to bow my of him in the press, and they used to get the better of him. I think so. it does make a difference. Um, I actually like. It's hard not to kind of get hung up on it and go. Well, I should probably go to all of them, right? Because if you don't, it's you're not going to do yeah. anything positive. What I've started to keep an eye on is like it, it does sometimes tell you if it's attracted national media or if it kind of gives you an indication of what the topics of discussion will be that might influence yeah. me of whether I'll take it or not um, otherwise you know you can send the assistant so I think there there is definitely a difference to be made for specific topics as well as the level of kind of national media coverage or whatever it is yeah I was going to say Dupe in terms of for you press conferences is it something that you've done quite a lot on the Pentagon challenge or or, or have you sort of skipped them one thing I found this year especially on this save I'm doing this manager follows me everywhere I can't get a new manager so I've been doing every single press conference because I don't want to go into a a job interview and they go well you don't really handle the press very well yeah, which yeah, they yeah. do a lot oh, so I've had to do every single one I just do Joe's trick first one second from the left yeah, <laughs> I do every press Fuck conference them. always second from the left even if it fucks you up the thing is, in like India, like one person turns up and he's just like at the back, just sweeping. So like no one really gives a fuck. I've, I've literally, with Vela Delid, I've got two two people in the press. One yeah. of them's from one football and it says he hates me. And I'm like, <laughs> like, why are you here if you hate me? I think I know what his name football. is. It's like Ted Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's individual sort of player morale that we've touched on. Obviously, there's team morale as well. Um uh, let's start off with team meetings. Obviously, it's something that can be done mid-season, whether we're playing badly, playing okay, or playing well. Is it? I mean, everyone's shaking their head. Is it something that we just don't touch? I don't touch that with a barge pole, baby. I just, I don't go anywhere near it. I well, do just, it just in case you say the uh, wrong I, thing. I do it because I'm scared, green, fucking shitless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like scared every, every time I've done, like. Especially if you've lost a few games or whatever, you can say the right thing to get that green response. I still find it does fuck all. We've got to lose three more games. Makes doesn't really oh. do anything. You so. mean when you're playing bad? Yeah, well, I don't normally play bad, so I don't. I, oh, I'm not used to. <laughs> no, like if it's a cup final, I don't say anything. Yeah, you I know what I mean, man? I use ones. humor as a defense mechanism. I say the wrong thing all the it, shit all the time. It used to be like ignoring it was the best policy. Now it's not so bad. Like it's you've got to be a bit of an idiot to pick the wrong question. Ah, uh, yeah. Have you met me before? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but you know what I mean. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, squad harmony. Anything? I'd be. Mad what you I was going to ask about the, um, you know, the training. There's two training. What are they? What we call the modules or whatever for community team outreach bonding. and team bonding. Mate, every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, yeah. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Third third section of the training, team bonding, mate. I just I, I see it as the club piss up. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Oh, every Tuesday. Two weeks. Yeah. I just again I'm curious to know if you have it in there and if you don't have it in there. Is it doing anything, I, I, you know? I think when you look at the happiness, the only time that I don't have like a you know, the green bar full up is if if I see the player can't have a contract or something like that. Like it's only ever if you you know when you go on the hierarchy page and it'll basically say that you've got two unhappy players or something like that. The only time it won't be full up is if you've got a couple of unhappy players. Um, other than that, I I swear by team bonding. 
Okay. This mm. this version of the game because I got scared because I put all of my old ta- my old training in, and we spoke about it a lot, which is why I'm trying to do research to learn more about it because I used to run them to the ground. I did used to put a team bonding session in there. At the moment, I'm just on presets, like what the game gives me, what my assistant picks. Um, I think the presets are gashed this year, though. They are like, and but, that's not again not a dig. It's they don't seem to reflect what your team needs. No. So it's no, like it just that. seems like they are just a preset. So no, I've, I've gone from actually trusting my assistant before, and I would change a couple of bits to now. I'm pretty much I'm doing every week how I want it to do, and because of valid the lead where I'm playing counter attacking and defensive football, I'm focusing a lot more on that than I am, you know, attacking play and stuff because we don't really have we don't do a lot of attacking. So it's a, a lot about defensive shape and set pieces and different things like that. Yeah, sorry, I thought you were trying. I, I, I trained, well, I was training set pieces a lot because in, in India we, we conceded a lot of set pieces. Um, but it's something I want to get back to and I will get back to. And like I said, I'm going to do a good video on it, hopefully a good one. But um, yeah, training this year just seems to confuse me. I, I've i had to keep a closer eye on it because of my schedule and so on. And you like, no, I'll say it again. I'm probably one of the laziest football manager players there is. Um I was noticing players struggling a lot with condition and fitness and with such a busy schedule. And I was having two two days in between games and we were doing endurance and, and speed drills. I was like, what, what's going on here? So I had to change. Doing drills change. on speed? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, and that. Um, but yeah, just like doing like really high intensity drills. And I was there like, right, this has got to change. So that's why. And, and, and even the week before... The cup final on the week of the cup final, we're doing the the big match training. So you know you got all the prep for that. But then the week before, doing like a high you know high energy, high intensity week of training. I thought, right, someone's just going to get injured here, as they always do before a big game on FM. If I've got like the Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday schedule, I'm always resting the first eleven. I don't rest all of the team, but there's also um, on the squad view there is a nut. There's one for training. And basically, mm-hmm. it will give you what they should do. So, like, you'll find your substitute players will want double intensity training. So, I'll go through and I'll set those up. Um, and you'll have people that be like, you know, half training and things like that. And I actually use that little drop down just to set the training for the individual rather than, you know, the whole team. So, because I see a lot of people where they'll go in and they'll go, oh, we've got a, got a game in three days, rest the whole team. And yeah. Go, well, no, you want the ones that haven't played to be training because their conditioning is obviously not as great. So, yeah, just another little another little squad view tip. Mm. Yeah, something that uh, yeah I need to I need to, to to brush up on training this year. Really do. Um, there's a lot that I do wrong, and I think the annoying bit is I know I do it wrong, but it worked so well last year, and they just don't plug and play to this year. Yeah, well, there's one one that obviously is a key part of the actual match day itself. Like before, and obviously at half time and at full time is your actual team talks themselves. Now, obviously, a lot of us can ask our assistant to do it or use our assistant advice. Or is is there a go-to that any of any of you use? Like, for I'm saying, I always go point finger and then what I think is, is appropriate. Um, and that always seems to be fairly effective, but I don't know if there's any any other go Faith in you. Uh, point finger, I have faith in you. It's what I use all the time. Um, whether it's we're winning, we're losing, we're drawing, whatever... Coming on as a sub, I always point my finger and whichever one ends with I have faith in you, that's the one that I'm pressing. My fellas seem to love when you tell them to go out and get revenge. They're a bunch of vengeful bastards. So yeah, that's because you lose every yeah, game. Yeah, we, we've a lot of revenge. I don't even fa- oh, get revenge. You only beat them 4-0 last time. <laughs> they're, they're vengeful though, those, those Northeastern boys. And then we've obviously got other things like squad related things um, such as the hierarchy as well. Obviously, things that have been in the game uh, for a few years now, your hierarchy and, and your social groups, which you can obviously keep an eye on uh, to see different things, you know, your team leaders and so on. Uh, obviously, those are the players that you want to help you, but at the same time, you don't want to you know, wind them up too much because obviously that can have a, a bit of an effect on your squad and obviously the social groups themselves. So what what do you boys think about that one? Or, or what do you use out of those sections? I'm not selling a player. Yeah, I'd say like, if you're going to have a team leader that goes, expect that you're going to get people disappointed. So if you're going to, if you're going to be shifting one out, and normally if it's a team leader that you're going to be getting rid of, you're probably because of his age, 
or I would suggest, or he wants to leave. So I try and always have someone ready to come in because you know what your promise is going to be. Don't worry, we're going to bring someone in who's better. So you've got exactly. to have somebody lined up. Yeah, I've, I've, I've ignored it in the past mainly because I, you'd be too stubborn to go like, well, fuck it, I want to sell you, I don't care. I'll deal with, deal with it after. But it definitely has an impact and I think it becomes more and more each season. What I've noticed this season is they seem to be kicking off even a lot more um, than before, like about about anything, you know, where it's like this guy wants to leave, this guy doesn't want to leave, or this guy's not playing enough. I feel like um, my guys have rallied against me a couple of times when I've not played like fucking, I don't know, Paul Dummett or Matt Ritchie or whatever. There's a lot of kicking off, I, I feel, more than previous games as well or previous versions of FM. So, um, yeah, I think it's becoming an even more of a thing, really. Um, all, the, all the buddies sticking together. Hey, I, I've had a little session on Valadolid today and I've got C-team players kicking off because I won't give them a contract. Right? Should have nothing to do. The only reason it's got nothing to do with me is because I've got rid of all the staff. But the, then I've got first-team players kicking off because I haven't given a C-team player a contract. Yeah, that's and right. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> like... It's like a, a complete waste of time. And you, I just give them some default second in, second down. It's like battleships playing. They, they old, they old, uh, conversation <laughs> with me. I always press the same one and they go, oh yeah, you're absolutely right. I didn't think about it like that. And then just fuck off. But it must have happened about four times. So I'm like, I'm going to have to get a get a little manager in just to handle the contracts of the C team or just settle the players. One thing I've noticed happened a little bit less this year compared to FM21. So you know, you'd have like, player wants to speak to you about something and you're like oh yeah come in and then he goes oh thank you I'm really glad you've offered me to come in I actually forget about it (laughs) it means a lot that you've let me come in the door and not to talk about it Uh, that's happening a bit less Um, but the one thing I've done in the past I think I've done it at least once is um, I'm fairly sure either last year or the year before I was signing some guy from Croatia uh, like a young player and I I just signed a mate of his for the laugh Um, it felt like I think it came up does it come up in the contract screen when you're offering like sign a just yeah I think it can something like that and I think that definitely made a difference to the settling in period and all of that now it doesn't really impact everybody else but I think it's good if you're signing I don't know a player who might be that that more isolated from the social groups they're just bringing a mate with them if it's if it's not too costly so I've definitely done that in the past and it worked I'm just looking at the the morale at Newcastle at the minute uh, bearing in mind now we've lost a couple of games so the morale is kind of like uh, fairly good, fairly okay. I've got one player in the whole squad showing his superb morale and it's Callum Wilson who's got a broken leg and he's out for five to six months. So he's sat back playing the Xbox, <laughs> loving, loving life with his broken leg, clearly. Uh, so that's, that's a strange one now that he's the only one with superb morale. And one that I think you glossed over, Dave, was squad bonuses. You know, when you get it in, it will say League, Cup, Continental, whatever. I'm a, I'm a believer that if you give them a high bonus, it does make a difference. And I try and do it every year, especially like if you're, say you're Monaco in League Earn, you know you're not going to win the league. So I probably wouldn't give them a high bonus for trying to win the league. But in the Cups or the Continental competition, I'd give them a high bonus to try and say, right, that's where we want to do. And I, I've done this for as long as that's been in the game I always try and give them a high bonus and it, it obviously it does come away from the funds that you've got to spend but I think it's a you do see morale because you'll see the players saying excited that they've got you know a high a high win bonus and things like that so in my mind I'm going if you've got a player with good determination like they, they're going to strive to do well in whatever competi- competition you've done and I don't know how many people pay attention to that but I, I've literally today like I've done it, I was doing a test save and I've done it and I've done it with Valor de Lid where I'll say like, you know, I want, I don't care about the cup. I don't care about anything else. I just want to get, I'll give you a higher bonus for your league position. And, you know, that's probably why we're doing all right. Oh, I've, I've never done that on Football Manager. I've never looked well, at it. Try high, mate, and you might win a Champions League. Hey. Hello. Or try defensive midfielder. One of the two. Brilliant. Okay, we do it. We do a tactical breakdown on another pod for Dave. It's going to take an hour. <laughs> oh, I know. I need it. Maybe a little freshen up soon for my save. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Up the I don't do tactics, no. mate. Okay, there we go. But yeah, hopefully you guys have learned a little bit more about morale on Football Manager. Um, obviously, if you've got any tips, I think we've given some really good tips on, on today's podcast. So if you've got any tips, uh, do tweet us at 5 Star Pod. Uh, but that does bring episode 223 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting 5starpotential.com. 5 Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening, and there will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Adios, amigos. Goodbye, folks. Where the fuck's the quiz? I've been trying to get Curtie back. <laughs>